everybody. It is uh, Tuesday, May 1st, and we are back for the 27th episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, it is great to have you listening, as always, today. Um, I know that we usually get into our uh, scripture, our uh, chapter of the day reading. Uh, that's the normal structure that we have for this podcast, but today we wanted to take some time and do something a little bit different with it. Um, a lot of us, not a lot of us, all of the staff, actually, this past week went to a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, together to experience that together and bring some insights home um, and and have a chance to possibly grow together going in the future. So um, what we went to is called the Orange Conference. And um, today around the table, I'm actually joined by uh, Pastor Phil, um, Tiffany Wiss, and uh, Pastor Jacob. And we're going to just share today kind of um, overall what we experienced and what we learned when we're there. So can you guys, one of you two, um, since you're the next generation leaders in this church, Jacob and Tiffany, um, can one of you guys kind of give them a, uh, a general idea of what the Orange Conference is? Yeah, the Orange Conference, this was actually the third year I've been privileged to go to it. And it is a time where all church leaders, a lot of next generation youth pastors, um, kid leaders come together and every year there's a different theme. Um, last year it was for our neighbors and this year it was come together. And it's just a time for all of us to come together and get on the same page and hear from some incredible leaders. Um, Reggie Joyner, who's one of the founders of Orange, is always at this conference and um, they get other big names, um, Andy Stanley, um, Daniel John, Strickland. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. John Acuff. Yeah. A just, lot of different people. It Really what it is, is it's a great time. I look forward to it every year because, um, and I'm sure, Jacob, you can vouch for this too. Sometimes when you're a next generation leader, there's times that you just, you get tired. Um, there's times that you get discouraged. So it's just a great time to come together with other like-minded leaders and be reminded of just that it's a privilege doing what we do. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just the leaders. Uh, there's also a lot of volunteers in the churches that come. Uh, there was one point they had everybody stand up. That's mm. a volunteer in that their church cool. with the next generation. And that was pretty neat. Um, just to see these people that, you know, took vacation time from their jobs, um, mm-hmm. to come and grow as next generation leaders. Mm -hmm. So um, there's an amazing worship time every night at it. And it's just, it's a great time to get your cup filled. Absolutely. And uh, just for clarification, because some of you might hear next generation be like, what is that exactly? Like, I don't remember seeing like a room in the church for that. That's honestly like, it is what it sounds like, like the next generation um, of humans, right? So younger people that For us, that next generation is Generation Z right now, which is like 1996 to like 2010 um, is that generation. And so with eKids Ministry and Elevate, um, and then even on Sunday mornings just in service, there are people in the next generation sitting in our church. And so um, as we seek to minister, um, as we seek to lead those people closer to Jesus, that's next generation ministry. Awesome. Um, talking about understanding, uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on next, just real quickly, is to get into a little bit more of the understanding that I gained that a lot of people might not have for um, next generation ministries and movements in general in the churches around the country, what their relationship is like, unfortunately, in what seems like a lot of circumstances. 
so yeah, this year we decided that we would all go together as a staff, and I actually found talking to some other people there that that's not as common as a thing that everybody from a staff goes to that. It's usually just the next-gen leaders in the churches, and some were surprised that I talked to that we were all there. So would somebody like to explain maybe why that's a little bit different, that we all went together? I'd be glad to. Okay. Um, I think a realization for me <clears throat> was I met up with a friend of mine at the conference, and uh, it was just very surprising um, that there are many different church staffs. staffs. <laughs> Let me try that again. There's many church staff teams um, that aren't on the same page, and they're not one voice mm-hmm. in how they're reaching people of all ages and all backgrounds and all generations. Yeah. And uh, this young man... Uh, family pastor and um he was basically coming on his own time yeah and uh the pastor basically said anything you bring back is not going to be implemented and uh but he still went because he believes so strongly in not just the orange ministry but the whole vision um and the principle of the church partnering with the families to reach the next generation. Yeah. And so that's why uh, we definitely have not arrived. Um, I feel like from the pastoral staff, we're still trying to grasp the heartbeat of how holistically we reach all families. Mm. Um, and it's not just a Sunday morning adult service and the kids in the back and the teens at night. It really is us as a church uh, finding the heartbeat that all people matter, all ages matter, and trying to figure out how we work together to do that. And that really does start at the leadership level of making sure that we have the same heartbeat and we're not trying to compete, um, which I don't believe that's the heartbeat of our staff at all. And that's what's really exciting. And it was encouraging to talk to other staffs um, about where they're at. And so it can be discouraging when we, when we just think about our own struggles and our, what we're wrestling with. Yeah. And so it was encouraging to say, see that we're taking some huge steps to tell our body and our community that we're together mm-hmm. and that we're passionate about our next generation. Yeah. We don't do everything like we're going to. Uh, we're going to get better. But I, I think that was a big thing. Plus, our staff, we love each other. And uh, we have great chemistry. So uh, it was really good to just process all of that mm-hmm. and actually let down and have some fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really nice for me this year having all of you guys there because in the last two previous years, um, I've gone on my own. And then I felt the pressure of having to come home. And, oh, man, you know, when you go to something, you're just so overwhelmed and excited. And then you try to come home and and tell everybody that experience and it's not always easy to do so this time was just so nice knowing that we were all there together as the leadership Mm -hmm. team and able to all be you know on the same page of what we're hearing 
Yeah. So. Well, and something that was really cool in a new perspective this year is we actually had somebody who's an, an elder at the church and a volunteer in our youth ministry, Jeff Wiss. He was able to go. Tiffany, you might know him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it was really awesome having him there and, yeah. and his perspectives of it as well to be able to speak into that um, and grow together. So yeah, it was, an, it was an awesome time and it definitely would not have been the same if our whole staff hadn't have been there. So it was yeah. even cool having Brent, the the worship pastor, come along with us mm-hmm. um, and do that. So yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize how uncommon it was until so like the conference is set up to where you have like a main session and then you do smaller breakout sessions that are more practicals and more kind of focused on certain things for you to learn about. And um, in one of the main sessions, what they had us do was find somebody random in the crowd and turn and give <laughs> them your phone number so that you could text each other and say, Hey, how, how can I be praying for you? You know, and get that kind of support. And, um, the woman that I ended up meeting and exchanging numbers with, we were speaking and she said, Oh, what do you do? And I said, Oh, I'm the, I'm the worship leader at the church here. And, um, she goes, really? <laughs> you came? And I was like, yeah, why? And she <laughs> said, man, I, I, she literally said, I dream of the day that our whole staff would come here and do something mm-hmm. like this together. And then I got pretty excited because she said, so your whole row right here next to you, all these people that were having such a good time together and looked like they like really enjoyed people. each other's yeah. time, <laughs> that's your staff? I was like, yeah. you know. And she's like, that's really cool. So it was a cool moment, but it mm-hmm. also kind of made me realize, you know, not every every church is, I guess, as blessed and as lucky as we are to, to be all in with each other like we are. So. And what's really neat about what they do at the Orange Conference is they believe wholeheartedly that one of the main voices in the church movement should be the senior leadership because that's kind of, they, they, Mm -hmm. they have that influence. Mm -hmm. And so if that champion of their local ministry is not there, then the next generation ministry is really grinding their wheels, getting so excited, coming back to try to implement and they have no support. So what they do is they do a senior leadership conference on the breakout times, mm-hmm. and uh, it is phenomenal. We had 500 senior leaders from around the globe there, and they pour into the health of the leaders, of the senior leaders, mm-hmm. to really understand the big picture. And that, for me, was was instrumental in trying to be um, a support and a shepherd to the, our leadership team and, and to try to just walk in everyone's shoes. Um, ministry is daunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ministry is overwhelming. Not making excuses. It's just Jesus got away a lot. And this conference just allowed us to get away mm-hmm. and to process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to pull us out a little bit of uh, some of the seriousness of the discussion, and we'll get back into that here in a minute, but... Um, Daniel went with us as well, and so did Jeff, like Jacob uh, touched on a minute ago. Um, And I just, those two aren't here today, but I would love to go around the table real quick and get kind of everybody's favorite kind of lighthearted moment or two out of the overall experience that we had. Not just the conference itself, but us traveling as a staff team together, some of the stuff that we enjoyed. Pecans! Pecans! going to say that no uh, well, when we were driving back we're going through the south and the south has great billboards if you didn't know and there there was a stretch of probably an hour or two where i guess there was a place like sold pecans and so the billboard was just the word pecans with an exclamation point and like in the subscript it was like exit 72 five miles ahead or something but every time we go by when i just go pecans and brent would fill his throat 
Yeah, spelling. so I have a tree nut allergy, <laughs> so it made it extra fun. So we we what we learned from that was how to best market yeah. uh, and promote church events. Just yes. large words. Church. <laughs> no, uh, one of my favorite, um, and it was kind of a something that carried on throughout. Um, was one of our breakout sessions, actually, the person who was supposed to lead it wasn't able to be there. Um, and so this guy came in and, and filled in. It was actually my favorite breakout session. Um, and his first name was Terry, and his last name was like Scalzidis, something like that. And None like we didn't know. know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and so every time we referred back to him, his last name became something else that started with an S, to the point where one time I think Daniel, who wasn't even in it originally, we allowed to let him in on the joke or whatever was like Terry Shrimp Scampy, and like it just kept getting better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. was that Brent? That yeah, was and Brent. it was like uh, it was Brent Terry Stromboli. Yeah, you know Terry, Terry Scoliosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it became a running joke. We love you, Terry. And truthfully, that was going to be mine that I shared too. Like that was my favorite yeah. thing that just kept running. And and Phil even made a joke this like before we even started this because it's still going right now. Mm-hmm. So it was just funny and it really helped us. And I, I'll actually. Say I think he was my favorite speaker as well and I had a little twinge afterwards because I was so happy with him that like when he first came out the way they introduced him because our guy that was supposed to lead it wasn't there they were they were like it was almost because you know I've been on stages before and before before they introduce you they're like hey real quick what do you want us to say about you you know like tell us something that we can introduce you as (laughs) and you could tell that they had done that to him so they came up and they just kind of half-heartedly like hey it's Terry Scalidi and he's a speaker that does this and I'm inside I'm going oh man we're getting somebody that's thrown in last minute (laughs) and it's just going to be a wasted (laughs) session you know and it ended up being the best thing mm-hmm. that we that we experienced there. So it was even funnier that we had a rolling joke come out of yeah. there. Um, Phil, did you have one that you wanted to share? Um, man, it kind of sounds s- silly, um, but I think for me was being able to meet two guys that have been pouring into me spiritually who have been kind of pastors to me. Uh, Carrie Newhoff uh, from Canada, Connexus Church. Uh, shout out to Kerry Newhoff if he's listening to this podcast. Probably not. Um, <laughs> and, but he and uh, he he's just uh, he, he he has a podcast as well, and um, he's just been pouring into me a lot. And of course, George H.W. Gra- George H.W. <laughs> no, uh, one of the greatest leaders out there right now is Andy Stanley, and I was able just to shake his hand. I think I became speechless, you know, and looked like a crazy guy, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was really it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool to say thank you and and actually put a face uh, to the voice over a podcast. Yeah, yeah. the it, real people. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'll share real quick too is they so they have a night there that is like a comedy night. What they call it? Serious or get serious? Seriously, stealing mind, Brent. Oh, is it? Well, you go ahead then. It just when <laughs> no, he said no, no, no. when you he said on. Andy Stanley made me think about you Andrew Stanley. Yeah. So and Andy Stanley's son Andrew is a stand-up comedian that's been doing it for a few years, yeah. and he was there and opened up, and he just he was awesome. He just had us cracking up so mm-hmm. much. But anyway, go ahead and he could be here. found on YouTube, by the way. Kenny, uh, I I looked up a couple bits. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. They have a thing called Seriously Night, and last year I really built it up, and it wasn't really <laughs> as good. It was a yes, little disappointing did. last year. I'll be honest. Uh, Sorry. By the way, so. for the listeners, last year we didn't go as an entire staff, but we had uh, several of us, but we weren't all there. So, so this year the Seriously Night was just 
it was hilarious it was yeah it was great um but that's what I was gonna tell Andy Stanley's son he he's a homeschool kid well he's not anymore he's 25 but relatable some very good homeschool jokes and since Jacob was homeschooled and I homeschool my kids um got some good laughs about that but for me too it was just fun being you know I was a little worried at first being the only woman around all these guys um (laughs) But I tell you, I had so much fun. I just, my favorite parts, I think, of just being able to have fun with you guys was just in the van, you know, just Mm -hmm. um, dancing, being silly, um, yelling out pecans, you know, just (laughs) those random little moments were, Mm -hmm. um, they were just good because those are things we don't really get to do a whole lot. So, yeah, Yeah. I I had, I captured a picture too. of I, I don't think I could get Phil you or Daniel in it because you guys were down farther but I got a great picture of you and you and Jeff <laughs> and it's like it's about. a perfect little still frame of like everybody's Should excitement make it and, and our joy and friendship of being there together and stuff so it's really cool yeah I thought about making it the pot like the thumbnail for this this podcast <laughs> but uh yeah so those were some of our highlights that we wanted to share with you guys of just personal experience and and some of the fun that we had while we were there before we get into more of the overall serious stuff here Um, So anyway, to get into a little bit more of the serious stuff and the reason that we really wanted to do this podcast and uh, convey what we learned there to you, um, Jacob, will you tell us what was the main overall theme for the conference? Yeah, the overall theme for this year was we can do more together. Um, And on the surface, you're like, well, that doesn't seem like super special or super (laughs) profound because it's like pretty simple, right? And you're like, well, duh. Like, I know I can do more together, but it it took it to a whole nother level. And it was really talking about um, unity within the church, a unified front to make a difference for the kingdom of God and practical ways that we need to do that, how we need to shift our thinking in so many different ways. And even within our own ministries, um, I think a lot of times as ministry leaders, we can vie for our ministry to take, you know, the bigger role, to take um, more importance, to get more resources, to have a bigger budget, because we see our ministry is so important. And really, this whole conference was looking at the body of Christ, people who align themselves with Jesus Christ as our Lord and saying, listen, you've got to do something different and you've got to unify yourselves if you want the kingdom of God to Mm. really spread. And so there were so many different speakers that talked each time a different one spoke in the main session. It always said, we can do more together. And then it would follow with a a different statement of when we, and each one would talk about something different. And so it was phenomenal. It was so good. Yeah. And um, did you have something? I was just going to say, hey, Tiff, would you mind just even giving a brief recap of like what Orange is? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, The whole idea behind Orange is, you know, the church, we see the church as yellow because the church is the light. Um, The church is the voice of, you know, God telling um, the lost, a dark world about what Jesus did for us. So it's the light on the hill. It's that yellow. Um, And then the family is represented as the color of red because with family, it's love. You know, we love our children. Um, So what happens is when you take red and you mix it with yellow, with your kids, with your little paints, you get the color orange. Um, And it's the whole idea with the unity topic of us coming together. Uh, We can do more together. Uh, Families, um, we need the church, and the church 
needs the families. So it's not the idea of parents, you bringing your kids to church and checking them in with the kids and saying, we're going to go hear our thing and you kids are going to go do your thing. And then we're just going to come get you at the end and go about our week. It's about the idea of the church and the family coming together to bring up this next generation for Christ. Yeah. So, And um, to go into this, it's going to be basically the same thing we just did for our favorite memories of what we just experienced. But um, what Phil touched on a minute ago, what was the name of your, what you went to? The, the Rethink. Rethink. Yeah, so so uh, Phil and Daniel went to the a separate thing called Rethink that was still part of the overall conference. But like he said, it was for senior leaders within churches. And then um, Tiffany, Jacob, Jeff, and myself went to the other actual just Orange Conference breakouts um, and experienced that together. So we'll have a little bit of a different perspective here at the table. Um, I just wanted to go around and have everybody kind of share what was the main overall theme that you took away or some of the things that really hit you the hardest that you brought home with you from what you learned while we were there. Jacob, do you mind going first? Yeah, absolutely. We'll just start and go this way. I guess. No, I don't mind going first. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was, um, and not to steal anybody else's thunder, but this theme of, of unity um, and the body of Christ. Um, just so many different times, um, God hit me with this just feeling for the next generation, this passion for the next generation generation and showing like they need something um they did this incredible thing at the end of night one um where they had this children's choir come out and they sang one of the songs from the greatest showman Mm. and i'll be honest i was just bawling my eyes out like i was crying real hard yeah um because i was like man this next generation is coming up into this world and they have these bright dreams they have this imagination of everything that could be they have these hopes and like honestly there's so much in this world that is just waiting to take that from them that is waiting to crush them and say you don't matter you have no purpose and that's what satan wants them to believe and so if we want to make a difference um then the church as a whole not just this church not just elevation community church but the church Jesus Christ church needs to be unified. Um, and some, this guy, I really don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Gerald Fadayomi. Um, not sure if I pronounced that right at all. Um, but his theme was, you know, we can do more together when we treat others like the next generation is watching. And one of his things that really stuck out to me is he said, a fractured church can't unite a broken nation and a broken family. Mm. And so if we as fellow believers, me and, you know, the youth pastor at the Methodist church across the street or across town can't get along, me and the Presbyterian, you know, can't get along and we fight and we bicker and we can't agree on what's important, then this next generation and even people who are in our generation are never going to want what we have. And even Andy Stanley said later, he said, can you imagine a world where other people might be skeptical of what we believe? but they would be envious of how we treat each other. And so all of that was my biggest takeaway. How am I partnering with the body of Christ? Not not how am I trying to prosper my youth group and the numbers that come and attend here and the people that look up to me as their youth pastor and even, you know, let's push ahead, Elevation Community Church, but really how am I aligning myself with other believers for the kingdom of God? That same guy that Jacob was just talking about, Gerald, however you pronounce his last name. Um, He talked about what did Jesus pray for? Mm -hmm. You know, when he was here, 
like, you know, what he asked, what's the one thing I think you said that, that we could pray for, for the next generation. And then he said, well, what did Jesus pray for? And he talked about how in John 17th, how Jesus prayed to God that we would be united and he prayed for unity. And so that really hit me because I thought, man, okay, that's what Jesus prayed for when he was here. Then that's what we need to be praying for. And obviously he knew that that's how the enemy would attack. He wanted to, he wants to divide. Um, Jesus knew that. And we see it like as soon as Jesus um, ascended up to heaven, the early church right away, um, they had division. Um, they were fighting over things. Um, a quote was said, our unity affects his credibility. Mm. And um, that just really, really hit me of just what are we saying to the world that doesn't know Christ about God's credibility when we just argue and fight over so many silly things, you know, and when we just treat each other just mean and we Mm -hmm. just we're not showing the love of Christ that that really um hit me and it it even just made me look at at home with my kids how am I showing my kids to be loving um they're the they're the future and and if I'm not showing them that at home how how am I expecting them to grow up and and be these male leaders for Christ if they're not seeing it at home Mm -hmm. so Yeah. yeah yeah And he even, he was kind of ending, and he said, unity is setting differences aside to make a difference. Mm. And that stuck out to me. And his other one thing that's just too good not to share, he said, how can the next generation believe that God is for them if I am not for others? That's huge. Mm-hmm. And that is huge, because I think a lot of times, even in churches, and maybe even especially in churches, I'm for myself. I'm own, I'm for my own spiritual growth. I'm for my own, you know, experience, my own um, comfort in church. I'm in it for my own ministry. And even while looking like I might be for others, am I truly for others? Hmm. I think something that Reggie Joyner said on that too is, um, you don't, you don't really show that people are valued by just being there. Mm-hmm. You show them that they're valued by your care. Yeah. And, uh, that's where I think real authentic uh, love comes into play. And that's what I long to continue to see here at Elevation Community Church and the other churches in this area and our community is that they would know that we're real. Mm-hmm. We are broken in many ways. We, we're raw. Uh, we're rough around the edges. Um, we don't have it all together, um, but we're real. And uh, we have hope in only Christ. And for me... At the Rethink Leadership Conference, uh, what got me last year got me again this year is they really focus on the health of the senior leader, um, really pouring into our spiritual, physical, emotional, mental health. And uh, it can be for, for all ministry leaders, and I would even say for leaders in the business realm, it can be a lonely place if you let it. And so... So often I'm thinking about the other things that need my attention rather than my health and finding space in my schedule um, to pour into my spiritual health. And uh, it was just so good to be reminded by 500 senior leaders that we need each other and uh, that we're not alone. And uh, there are practical ways that we can 
um, continue to build into the health of our leadership um, because the real fact, I mean, it's sobering just to hear it, is uh, we lead from the health of where we are. Healthy leaders lead healthy organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, unhealthy leaders lead unhealthy organizations. And so the key to spiritual health is uh, it starts it starts with us. Yeah. And for me, um, being the leader of the worship ministry here, um, I, I think I told you guys going into this conference, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what to glean from it. I didn't know what I'd be experiencing. Um, and I got a lot of really good stuff from it um, that applies both to the next gen, but also to my leadership in general. Um, and the biggest takeaway that I had was from uh, Terry Shrimp Scampy was um, <laughs> the, nice. the replacement plan. It really reminded me and fired me up again um, on something that I learned on the very first worship conference that I ever went to like a year and a half ago in Nashville. And it's about um, training up your replacement, basically. Like you constantly here. The very first thing that I have written down there is in your ministry, constantly be preparing someone else to do what I do and strategically replacing myself Um, because that's the whole point of what ministry is. And we talked about that after is just to be constantly bringing up other people, disciples, making disciples, more people training up more people in ministry to be able to affect the kingdom of God even more. So you want to replace yourself and train people so that when you leave, everything doesn't fall apart and it's not based around you so that when you leave, they don't just do as well as they were doing with you there, but they do better. Mm. Um, so, and then I actually shared this guys with you, I, with you guys in the van on the way home. Um, because as the leader of this ministry, the worship ministry, um, you know, we're performing, we're, we're worshiping, but we're also performing. We're, we're putting kind of a production together each week in a way to reach people and to lead them into worship and then lead them into the service and things like that. So, a lot of the times you can get caught up in, and I do all the time, get caught up in the excellence of the show, the performance, rather than the the worship itself. And and not that I lose sight of what the worship should be, but you know, you just get caught up on tasks of we all oh, we need to improve this, we need to get better at this, we need to do this. And so I, I just got on here and I wrote um, something here that I shared with you guys. Um, and I just said, I've been missing the point. Like I've lost focus a little bit and it made me kind of check myself and realize that I've been missing the point. It's not about what we're building together. It's about what is happening to us and between us as we're building this together. What we're building together could be gone tomorrow, but what is happening to us and between us in the time we are together will last in echoes and ripples for generations. As the people that we train up go out and train up other people, a piece of us will always be in that that's moving through the next generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the mm-hmm. most important thing. Just yeah. like the sandcastle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that just really hit me, I feel like it was the Holy Spirit hit me when I was listening to you talk about Jerry Shrimp Scampi <laughs> and his whole replacement theory. And it's funny because I was in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been looking over my notes from that. But then I was listening to you talk. Something just hit me. Like the next generation that is our replacement theory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that is our replacement. I mean, someday we're all not going to be here anymore. Right. And these kids are our future leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cause I kind of came back thinking the same as you Mm. Brent, like, okay, you know, I am replaceable. Um, I need to be building up leaders, but 
man, my heart is just so heavy right now for Mm. our kids and our teenagers Mm. and how we need to be making disciples. And, um, everybody listening to this, all Mm. of us, um, you know, someday we're not going to be here and this next generation is our future church. Mm. And what are we doing today to influence this next generation? And statistics are just staggering as far as generations leaving the home and abandoning their faith that they grew up with. Uh, It never became something substantial and personal and real Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And to your point, Tiffany, it's like, it's so sickening to think that we don't address them in discipleship ways and leadership ways until they're adults mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and already they're disconnected and lost. Right. We, yeah. we, we need to start now. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening and you have any thoughts, maybe you're a pastor or a leader of another church, we would love to continue this conversation. We'd love to grow uh, together as the body of Christ of different churches doing the same thing together, just with different flavors and different um, approaches. Uh, But we are all one body. And if we don't do this together, we are going to forfeit our influence in the community. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we've taken from last year, that the conference that we've already started to implement is the fact that... um, you know, you're talking about if we're not raising these kids up and we're not doing this now as they are children and teaching them these ways, one of the things that we started shifting as a church that I've been very happy with and I think we all have been is that we've started bringing the children into more of the adult things that we're doing, bringing them into the service more often. Because if they're not seeing us actually practicing mm-hmm. this and they're not seeing us in the service and learning and worshiping mm-hmm. and, and seeing us you know, pouring into other people, we can teach them all they want, but if we're not setting the example, they're probably not going to do a whole lot with that. So yeah. I love that we've started to shift who we are as a church and we're moving more into including children and things because obviously the theory is to not include the kids is that it just it makes it less messy and a little bit easier to focus and stuff like that. But we also have realized that life is messy. In ministry and living this life and living life as believers, we're supposed to do this together mm-hmm. as yeah. a family and family is messy yeah. and, but it's also real and it's much more effective and it's generational. So I really, I really am glad that we're doing that. And I, mm-hmm. I know that we're going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, we're going to have to wrap up here in just a few minutes, but, um, I, I, we kind of just touched on it. Um, the last couple questions I had were, uh, you know, how do you think what we learned um, at the conference and what we've been discussing will impact what we do here and how we do it? Um, how do you think it'll impact our community going forward? And what do you think the overall future significance of this will be? So you guys want to just kind of get into that real quick? I know it's a lot, but if you just kind of want to yeah, I'll try and sum <laughs> touch it up. on it I think, before we wrap up. I think the biggest thing is a renewed passion and and vigor for that next generation Um, and that applies to the parents of the next generation next generation ministry is just as much about the parents who are adults now as it is about the actual teenagers and kids Um, i think it it says a lot to us about our community that we need to be more intentional um, to not only just speaking to our community and like, oh, I'm just going to do this because I feel like I have to, um, but to really unify the local body of Christ in this area to make a difference for our community, to make sure that they know that they matter.
matter, and they matter because God says they do. Um, and so that has a lot to do um, with all that. We will, um, you know, be hiring like five new staff members now. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. So, um, <laughs> no. Um, and so for staff dynamics and, and here at the church, um, a lot of that is still going to come in, in the coming months and the year as, as we talk a lot about um, all different sorts of things. But we are so excited just to continue um, loving your families, um, loving the people who are dear to your families, but Maybe they don't feel comfortable in church yet. And so we want to be better at getting out in the community for them, making sure um, that they know that we value them. Um, and so be on the lookout for lots of different things coming this summer. Um, we've been doing this Plan A series, um, which is really kind of the same heart of that, is, you know, people matter. People in our community matter, and we need to be doing something about that because God's heart says so. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say, too, um, you know, if you're listening to this, I know that anybody in the world can be listening to this because it's on iTunes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But if you are from the surrounding communities here around Elevation Community Church and Blanchester, in Clinton County in general, kind of the surrounding areas, we want you to know that we as a staff, our hearts are for you and we are for you here at this mm-hmm. church. And um, I know that myself, you know, I've shared this with the staff before, but I don't know if I have with you guys. Um, for this community, I really am just excited to see what's going to happen in this community as as things continue to grow here at Elevation Community Church and as we continue to implement these things and get out into the community because something that I've seen that's been maybe lost a little bit in this in this town and in this area you know I moved away to Nashville for 10 years and when I came back I noticed a really big difference I don't know what the difference is from through all of these things, you know, what I, what I asked on here, what do you think the future significance of all this will be? I think in reaching out to this next generation in this town, in this area, and I, I think that one, children getting to know who Jesus is, and there's a self-worth that comes with that that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think that that self-worth is going to start to grow again. Yeah. And I think that hope is going to spread throughout this community. Mm-hmm. And I think that this area and the people here are going to feel worthy again, of better things, of better life. And there's going to be more happiness and more hope and more love in this community. So I'm really excited to get started. And yeah. I think that starts right now. I'm glad you mentioned we're getting started because if you're listening, please know that um, we're not doing it all yet. We're just now um, really trying to tap into this heart um, and, and this this idea that is just shaking us. Yeah. And so... Um, we haven't put it all together yet. We would love your help. We'd love your prayers. We'd love your support. We'd love um, any ideas or suggestions. But we're going. We're going to take a step forward. Absolutely. And we need your prayer. I mean, I know Phil just said that, but I just really wanted to press in on that. That you know, like I said earlier, that's what Jesus prayed for. Mm-hmm. Are we praying for that? That's what I've been really convicted of. Are Are we praying for unity in the wow. church? I mean, I'll be honest and I'll say I haven't been as much as I need to be. Um, You know, church, we need to be praying against the schemes of the enemy and we need to be praying for unity because um, we're better together. We can accomplish so much more for the kingdom if we just come together. So please be praying for us as leaders. We need your prayer. And... um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what God is going to do. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Um, great conversation, guys. I think it was really good to process yeah. this together and really put this out there for everybody to hear where our hearts are and what we've learned um, and, and what the future is going to look like possibly for where we're going. Yeah. Um, I would ask both of you, Tiffany and Jacob, since you guys are the leaders of the Next Generation Movement here, would you guys mind praying to close us out? Jacob, maybe I you open. I would not and, mind. And Tiffany, close. Love that. Thank you, guys. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this next generation. I thank you for each individual that you so perfectly created, um, that you have just an overwhelming love for each individual person. Um, and God, I know that this next generation is fed so much confusion and so much lie and, and so much negativity that they are not valuable, that they don't matter, that they don't have a purpose, that there's nothing good in their life. Um, and, and all of this day after day after day. And so I just pray that you would rally your people, your church to come together and make a difference for this next generation, because God, you are passionate about them. You care so much about them and you want them to have everything that you want to give them and then god you want to raise them up to be leaders to impact the next generation the next one and the next one so god i pray that you would help us to be faithful stewards of the gift and the responsibility that you have put before us god that we cannot just neglect this we cannot neglect this next generation god but you have called us to make a difference you have called us to disciple them to draw them closer to your heart and to equip them to do the same for others and so i pray that you would give us the wisdom on how to do this because the task is daunting it's a it's a big deal and it's a big responsibility and so I pray that you would just give us that wisdom, that you would give us the heart and the passion for it day after day, even when it's hard, um, and that you would just bring the rest of your church together to partner um, with the mission of your kingdom, not our mission, God, but let your will, let your kingdom come in this next generation. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you so much for the privilege to be able to serve you each and every day. Thank you for the children. Thank you for the next generation. And just thank you for what you're going to do. Father, please just um, keep us united as the church body, Lord. Thank you that you've already won. Help us at times when we start to feel discouraged to be reminded that, Lord, we are on the winning team. You've already come. You've already conquered death. You have already won. Thank you for that, Lord. Mm -hmm. Father, please just um, continue to remind us of the truth. Keep our eyes on you. Keep our eyes on the future, Lord. We are, we are with you in heaven. Father, we are just here for such a short time. Lord, help us each day to not just view it as a checklist of things to get done, pick up the kids, make dinner, get them to bed, relax. Lord, help us to make the most of today. We're not promised tomorrow, Lord, and just help us to savor each moment with our children because, God, before we know it, they're going to grow up and leave. Father, this is our time right now. Father, I pray for our elderly um, and just our the grandparents. Father, Lord, help them know that their time isn't over. We need them. The next generation needs them, and, and us moms and dads, we need them. We're tired we need encouraged. Lord, God, just thank you that that each age, it doesn't matter where we're at in the church, whether we're a child, a teenager, 
a young mom or dad, a, a single or um, a grandparent, Lord, that we can all come together, Father, that we can all be here to encourage and love each other and just thank you for how powerful your church is when we realize that. And thank you, Father, for the beauty in that. Just give us wisdom as we go on our way. And thank you for this time today. And it's, it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, you guys. Thank you very much. Um, those listening today, we thank you for joining us. We hope that this was um, refreshing for you, but also eye-opening. And um, and we'll, we'll give you some fire going forward as well as we move into this uh, this next phase of what we're going to be doing here this at, at Elevation Community Church. So um, once again, um, we thank you for joining us and um, join us next week as we get back into our chapter a day. We're going to be, I believe, in the last chapter of Matthew as we move forward. So um, we're looking forward to that. But thank you so much for listening today. So we will talk to you next week and we hope you have a good one.